This is Folklife Field Notes, celebrating living traditions in Virginia through sound recorded by the Virginia Folklife Program. I'm Chris Boros from WMRA, and I'm joined by Pat Jarrett from Folklife. Yeah, and I wanted to share with you some recordings that I made this summer at the Galax Old Fiddlers Convention. It's a small town in southwest Virginia, and the Fiddlers Convention there is the largest and oldest in the world. Not a lot there, but every summer, anywhere from twenty to 50,000 people flood into the town and turn the park in downtown into a, a city unto itself of musicians and pickers and music, and it's pretty amazing. This year I caught up with my friend Joe Troop, and he brought a friend of his from North Carolina, Larry Bellerin. And Larry is from Venezuela. He plays Venezuelan folk music, traditionally on a harp, but he plays all sorts of music. Larry and Joe, as they go by, kind of blend Venezuelan folk music with traditional Appalachian tunes. Joe often will play a banjo accompanying Larry's harp. And in this clip, just so you get a taste of it, they're playing a song called Grinding the Coffee, and you can listen to it here. So this is really two cultures colliding, is it not? Banjo and harp? I'm not sure if I've ever even heard that combination before. I know, but it works so well together, doesn't it? Beautiful. Yeah, I took my breath away. When Joe first told me about he and Larry doing this project, I honestly didn't know what to expect. He told me harp, and he told me banjo, and I said, I don't know what to make of this. He calls it Venezuelachin. <laughs> no es, no fue una estructura, no fue algo planeado. Our project is very special because it wasn't structured. It wasn't something we'd planned on having. Hubo una magia. It was just magic. That's true. We just met and it was like, oh, oh, thank you, God. This is what... We were both struggling. Like, what are we going to do? Like, the pandemic killed my band. The situation of his country collapsing led him to work in North Carolina construction. We're both pretty defeated uh, and just wondering what our next move would be. Like... You don't want to lose the faith, but sometimes you do. And then when we met, we're like, we got it, baby. This is our project. Like, I literally moved back to North Carolina because Larry was there. I didn't know where I was going to live. But we met, and I was like, this is it. This is what we're going to do. Joe has a reputation for this. Joe was born in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. He's traveled all over the world. He's learned from players in Spain and Argentina. He lived in Argentina for close to a decade, I think. He found success there with his band Che Apalache. Que tuve, 
He brought his bandmates from Che Apalache from Argentina to Galax in 2017, and that blew my mind. I remember sitting around with them in their camp and listening to them jam all night, and it was really cool. This current project is somewhat similar, but uh, I, I don't know. It's hard to compare this to anything else. Isn't that what most musicians strive for, to create something that's either never been done before or something that is truly their own piece of work? Well, that's an interesting thought because especially at some place like Galax, people are trying to do it the old way. Yeah, right. People are right. trying to hold up traditions. Mm. That's an interesting bit of their story is Joe became so enamored of the banjo in his teenage years. When he first went to Galax, he had an awakening of sorts and just fell in love with the traditions of Appalachian music. And he speaks about that a little bit. It's... I guess like salmon culture, people flock to it every year and set up camp in a big field and play music for a week. It's a beautiful thing, conceptually. It really inspired me when I was a, a teenager and I met a lot of really influential people in my life in that park. Uh, so I, uh, I, I'm very happy to have been a part of the Galax Fiddlers Convention for the past couple decades or so. And uh, I'm also, you know, thankful that I've been able to bring friends from other places, from Argentina, and now, not only who's from Venezuela, but lives in Raleigh. It, it's nice to experience the same thing that I grew up going to, but through a different lens. Joe might not be from Virginia, but he is of these traditions. Mm. These traditions know no borders. And that's, I think, a, a, an interesting thing about Larry is he's an asylum seeker. You know, he's seeking asylum from a very bad situation, and he still isn't a citizen of the United States. But here he is bringing his beautiful music to Virginia. Well, I think, too, when you're dealing with art, that's the whole point, is to bring cultures together. It's like the whole point is to take down borders when you're talking about music or anything. That's an expression. And I wonder if anyone who goes to the Galax Fiddle Festival, are they looking at Joe and Larry and wondering, well, this isn't what we do. This isn't our tradition. Or are most people there open to this? You know, when I spoke to them this year, they ran into some a, a few issues with some people. Oh, wow. Larry showed up to a jam one morning and he got some dirty looks, but then he went in and he, he it was right outside a music store, Bar's Fiddle Shop. And the thing is, music doesn't know language. Right. And here, I'll let Larry finish the thought. So happen, whatever happens, like they can look at me bad, they can look at me 
nicely, whatever. Yo estoy disfrutando. Yeah. I'm still having fun listening to the music. Miro dentro de la tienda, tal, al lado, es una tienda. And I looked into the store that was right beside it. Donde tú miraste las fotos. Where you were looking at some photos. Miraste que había un arpa. And he saw a harp. Yo tuve la osadía de pasar, o sea, entrar. Yeah, and I had the gumption of just walking on in. Mi esposa sí habla inglés, es bilingüe. My uh, wife speaks English, she's bilingual. Mi hija también habla inglés. And my daughter. Pero a mí no me importa si yo hablo inglés o no, yo solo quería... But I don't care if I speak English or not. If I want to go in a store, I'm going to go in a store. El arpa no me va a decir hola, ¿cómo estás? Yeah, the harp's not going to say, hi, how are you? I speak English. Se nota que el hispano no va a esos lugares. And you definitely notice that Hispanics do not go to those places. Las miradas no cesan, siempre están sobre ti. And the you the las miradas no cesan. You never stop getting looked at. Sí, You're always vamos. scrutinized. Sí. O sea, puedes notar la ausencia del hispano dentro de you la can comunidad americana. The, the absence of the Latino within the American community. Aun cuando Joe me dice que esta comunidad eh, la es segregada. Sí, la más la cantidad de niños acá más grande es hispana. Even when even in a place where the majority of the of the kids are are Hispanic, no logré mirar ni uno. I haven't seen even one. The harp doesn't speak English. I think that's the key. Yeah. This music resonates. And actually, you know the thing is Larry may have gotten a dirty look here or there, but he loves the music. He said, I love what's going on here. I celebrate this music. And so the recording I shared earlier was from a concert they did at an encampment called Swingtown, which is an established campsite at the Galax Old Villars Convention. It's a big old tent and a whole bunch of musicians that play swing music. Well, later that night, Larry went back and they were jamming and he brought out his maracas. And he was the star of the show. <laughs> he was playing these maracas just like I've never heard anybody. And he was so accepted. They were giving him maracas breaks, right? Not everybody gets breaks. <laughs> Not everybody gets solos. They said, all right, everybody pause. Let, let's hear some maracas. And he would go to town. Larry on the maracas. Oh, my. And I'll tell you what. Larry on maracas is something to experience. The man plays maracas like Jimi Hendrix plays a guitar. I felt so good that even though I don't speak English, the guy who was directing the jam said that we're going to play three measures and then Larry's going to jump in there and do a solo. And, and it was a very unique experience for me that was really cool like when yeah. i saw that that was beautiful you were Estuvo hermoso, dice. you were alive and, and you know i think that my heart really treasures being able to learn more wow. music por eso me enamoré del bluegrass a primera vista como el que se enamora de, de otra persona and that's why i fell in love with bluegrass at first sight just like you would fall in love with a person. Tip my hand, my child, I 
This is not his first experience with bluegrass music. In this interview, he says, you know, he when he was a kid, in Venezuela, you don't hear banjos. And so they would call it cowboy music because they heard it in cowboy movies. Sure. And there's that sound, uh, the, the Western. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and, and so that was his first experience. So he knew about it. But when he came here to, to Galak, he came alive. He really fit right in there. And he was... There was a smile on his face the entire time that I was with him because he was making music, he was hearing new music, he was making friends, and he was jumping into jams. It was really cool. Esta música en Venezuela se conoce como música del lejano oeste. In Venezuela, this music is known as music of the wild, wild west. <laughs> Por las películas. <laughs> because of the movies. Los cowboys, el sombrero, los cowboys, cowboy hats, and horses. Uh, las pistolas, la gente, guns. Uh, entonces, todos nos preguntaban. Soy diferente, soy hispano. I'm different, I'm Hispanic. Totalmente mis facciones son... I look different. <laughs> Pero sí pude sentir el... el... El calor y el cariño de mucha gente, la aceptación de la música. Nonetheless, I, I did feel a lot of warmth and love from a lot of people, and I felt accepted musically. Compartir con ciertos personajes, músicos que son geniales. And being able to share with certain characters, certain awesome musicians. Y sentir el, el aprecio o el valor que le dan a esto que estamos haciendo yo y mi persona. And, and feeling the appreciation that they have, the value that they give to what Joe and I are doing. Feels eh, good. Fue, fue muy lindo mirar gente, sentarse a tomar un tiempo para escuchar esto que no es bluegrass. It was really cool to watch people take a moment and sit down and watch what we do, which is not bluegrass. Yeah, it's a festival of bluegrass. People come to listen to bluegrass. Y aparecen otra gente con and then otra a couple, couple people with very different music show up. And, y aún así, eh, fue un momento muy hermoso. And even then, it was a very beautiful moment. Well, there's no doubt that music brings people together of different cultures and beliefs and it doesn't matter you know it just doesn't matter when you when you talk about music it really is a good medium for connection yes and that's something that you know certainly i think folk music being a community-based music really highlights that connectivity yeah. because it is such a community-based expression and especially in places like galax where there are these Communities within communities. And the Fiddler's Convention brings thousands of these people together. And you can visit your neighbors. You can jam with people. You can see people you haven't seen in years. And you could even stay at the same tent for the entire week and spend time with your loved ones. And it's like a family reunion and you're playing old time music all night. 
that connectivity across cultures is something else that Larry and Joe talk about. They talk about the Nuevo South, hmm. the concept of the New South, and everybody is welcome, and let's bring your traditions. And I think Joe might say it better here. Nuevo South Train is the name of our upcoming album. Nuevo South is a, is a concept that was invented by a sociologist back in the 70s or 80s, I can't remember. It's just this idea of, of an evolving uh, southern United States region, the Appalachian region. It is different. There's a lot going on here. You know, there's a lot of people at that park in Galax that are only aware of the honky fantasy of what this place is. It's literally a fantasy. But then there's a whole lot more people than them that live in intersectionality. I hate that word because it sounds too academic, but they live across section of societies. Languages and cultures and food and the Nuevo South is that. Highly impacted by Latinos who are here. That's the largest growing demographic. It's important that it be recognized what we are. That's what we are. Because we are a society. We the people. Neither of us care about politics. Neither of us care about like perpetuating our own myths. We both want to go in with an open heart and open mind and learn. But I think it's time to rejoice in the diversity of of where we live, you know? So in that recording, you can hear the... Because Larry is tapping his fingers. A lot of musicians do that, I see. They, they tap oh. their fingers. That, you know, if they're if they're at idle, they're making a rhythm. And, wow. Uh, and so you, I could hear it on the recording, and I, I kept trying to tell them to quiet it down. And, <laughs> And Larry just absentmindedly, but they're 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 really amazing humans, Larry and Joe, and together they have this chemistry, this musical chemistry. Part of the inertia was like meeting each other and feeling that magic, but also the community was so supportive. Uh, yeah, it was. It's really important. Durham and the, the Triangle for us is we're getting a, we got a lot of love from the Triangle. Tocando en el, en el cumpleaños de Kaila. Yeah, when we played in. Uh, Ooh, una noche yeah, we played in our, our, man, our manager's hey. uh, birthday party. There was a, a magic night. Like there was, it was. Uh, we did some fiddle. Tocamos all time. All time. <laughs> we, he grabbed the cuatro at one point. And I started playing all time fiddle tunes, and uh, you just imagine all this like pandemonium. Uh, you know, December 27th madness in this cave in the middle of a pandemic. And it was like, there was risk in the air. And it was, I had just been through COVID. So we were like, who cares? If the world ends tomorrow, it's worth it. Seven percent of the people that I've met in this in this adventure have been good people. Good, good. Uh, para mí, it, it's nice. Like we had a couple gigs in Asheville that were very 
impactful and people came and appreciated it and, and loved it and it meant something in their lives and that just that's like wind in our sails just to to see what we do having great meaning for other people that's like that's the biggest prize money could never buy that you can get all the money in the world to play for huge audiences of a bunch of anonymous people you don't get to you don't get to touch them you don't get to you don't get to be there with them and yeah we, we we like the small stuff the community oriented stuff You had mentioned that Larry got some looks from some people. He did. Do you think once they heard him play and they saw how great he was that any of those kind of thoughts just left those people almost immediately? Or is that wishful thinking? You know, that's a good question. I think certainly some of that is true. I think that Larry truly shows his soul when he makes music, like any good musician. And it's hard to deny that. However, sometimes it's still trumped by people's fear of the unknown. I know that Joe told me a story about how he and Larry were in a jam. They were having a great time. And somebody said something to Larry during a break between songs that was really ugly, even after playing music with him. And they decided, they said that it wasn't for them. They said, hey, we're just going to head out. They packed up and just walked away. That's what you can do in a jam. And they felt unwelcomed. Well, come to find out days later that people in that jam, after that gentleman said something mean, said something ugly, the jam kind of disintegrated because that left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. So I think that, <laughs> I think Larry won them over, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's hard not to. Yeah, I was just going to say, how could you not let him win you over when you hear that music? I and mean, he's also just a charming guy, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. man, we, it, there's a little bit of a language barrier between him and me. Sure. He's, he speaks a little bit of English. I speak a little bit of Spanish. Right. We're able to get the idea across, but the small talk is, is not easy. <laughs> What is the future of this project? What should people look out for? What's on the horizon? What does the future look like? ¿Cómo es el futuro de este proyecto? Maravilloso. Marvelous, he says. That Nuevo South is chugging. It's chugging on around the bend. So just hop on board and you sure praise the Lord and you're bound to make a mighty fine friend or two. I think that this is going to help the community to grow, to integrate. 
y aunque lógicamente somos obreros de este trabajo, queremos trabajar para vivir and, de and even though yeah, we are working, this is our job. La meta siempre siempre va a ser la inclusión. The goal is always still going to be inclusion. We're able to listen to some music together and I think that if you can share some music with someone, if you can come together over music or food, it's hard not to understand someone, even if they're the polar opposite from you. And that fruits of our of our project, Larry and Joe, is that regardless of your nationality, be you an American citizen or not, this music can alter this society. alterar esta sociedad. And it can bring about good. And I think that's the message here. I think that's the takeaway from this experience. I'm thankful that I'm able to share common spaces and find common ground with people through our vast differences. And I think that sitting around the table and looking each other in the eye or sitting around a jam space and looking at each other and hearing someone bare their soul. Yeah. That's a really good way to find common ground. And for that, I'm thankful that there are opportunities to do that. I'm thankful just hearing this music today. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have, this is my first time hearing this. And the minute I heard it, I just, my ears just perked right up. It was like instantaneous. I knew it was special. And through the work that we're doing with this project, Larry and Joe, a lot more windows are going to start opening. Siempre nuestra bandera o nuestro lema es inclusión. Our slogan is in inclusion. Seas negro, seas blanco, seas rojo. You can be black or white or red. Lo que sea. Whatever. Igual eres bienvenido. No You're welcome. It's all, it's all all right. Cuando un negro se corta una vena when a black person draws blood la sangre es roja the blood is red y cuando un blanco se corta una vena la sangre es roja and when a white person draws blood it's red no varía there's no variance no difference lo único que tenemos son pigmentos diferentes the only thing we have different is skin pigment el corazón late al mismo ritmo The heart beats at the same rhythm. Ni el del americano late mejor que el del Shepherds would roam or so harsh a land. There the sun beats down like hellfire. Bones mark a path clear across the sands. Forlorn souls upon them walking. Si nuestro corazón late a un ritmo, so if our heart itself beats at a certain rhythm, que es la fuente de la vida, which is the fountain of life, quiere decir que nosotros estamos hechos con música. That means that we're made out of music. Now you 